0: Welcome to the Blue Oasis Podcast. This is a podcast for finding peace and prosperity, learning the history of hobbies, as well as developing a little side hustle. If you want to find peace and prosperity in your life, this is your show. Get ready. You're listening to the Blue Oasis Podcast. I am your host, Adam Rothstein. All right, let's get to the show. And welcome back to the Blue Oasis podcast. Uh with me today is Michael McGrut. Um and he is an artist. Uh Michael, how are you?
1: Hi, Adam. Thank you for having me. Uh, allowing me a canvas to paint. That's what I say always. Um, hmm. I'm good. Uh where are you located?
0: Uh um, Florida, not not too far f- from uh Del Rey but but I'm 90 minutes away from Miami if that helps. Yeah.
1: Okay, that helps. And I'm in South Southern California, Los Angeles. I was born in Vienna in Austria, but I'm 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 now living uh south of Los Angeles L-
0: Laguna Beach. Okay. Um so tell me a little about yourself.
1: I was born as a sick child in Vienna, uh, and then I went to school a year later, and then I found I cannot read, I cannot speak, I cannot do anything, and I was extremely neurodiverse, I still am. I wrote six books, and I have to still use the computer to read them. Uh, I have zero education because of that. I'm completely self-taught. I had to repeat three grades till I couldn't repeat the grades anymore. And uh yeah, the system, the educational system says, too too bad, you just can't can do it. And uh I hit the wall till I was 50. And I was system relevant. I, I worked with Robert Evans, who did The Godfather, uh, and Chinatown. I uh was Newport Beach Arts Commissioner, but I wasn't happy. And now I'm happy. I wake up happy, I have. Uh, you know, I have uh, uh, bad stuff happening too, but I go to bed happy and I see it in the context uh, of, uh, do I live a human-centric life or a system-relevant life? And just that, I- I'm not kidding you, Adam. This is what actually freed me by, uh, by compartmentalizing, why am, I, why am I distraught right now? Because I pay, can't pay the rent, which is a system-relevant. Or my girlfriend and I had a fight, so so that's a human relevant, you know. And and when I see a better by example is a mother, which child is uh, her child is sick, and she feels guilty enough to go to work. That should never be because we created all systems. We are the gods of systems. She should just call, and the and the system should say the team in the system said, understood. Your kid is sick. Take care of it. We we handle it. And that's not the case because we are in a continuously uh hamster wheel of uh lack. You know, uh the billionaire and the beggar have the same worries, it's about the lack of money. And when humanity came to that, that's the
0: uh you still problem there?
1: because life isn't just money is the greatest yeah.
0: Yeah, what happened? Yeah. Yeah, you you just cut out there for a bit.
1: Okay, so where where did I cut
0: out? Um, just after the money and the beggar, but but I think I okay, got. Okay, let me
1: repeat the money and beggar. Yeah, let okay. me let me go back so you can edit it. So we have to come to a stage in our human experience where the beggar and the and the billionaire have the same lack. The lack of—they're worried about the same uh, subject. The lack of money, the beggar th- to to have it, the billionaire not to lose it. And I think life is a little bit more than worrying about your funds. Even though I think money is the best thing ever, it's like the wheel. It's like, it, it, you know, we we don't have to uh, trade stuff that we don't like. Uh, it's it's awesome. It gives you f- a lot of freedom and everything. But the capitalist system, I think making money with money and then going on debt, you know, when you have a billion dollars today, you don't want to keep that. You, you, you take a loan and then you live off the loan on, you know, on (laughs) the billion of dollars. And it's the whole system is built on debt. And, 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 and that makes us all lack. That keeps the whole world. It's not like, Oh, in America, they have that all over the world. It's lack. that's why we fight wars. And, um, and it's really you have to wake up and say what is life other than taking care of yourself
0: and yeah i, I mean i agree with that that you know we should be finding that that thing that gives us prosperity that thing that gives us you know a reason to get up in the morning not just yeah. punching numbers on a spreadsheet uh, other than that and and going back to the debt um, I mean, yes, it, it's built on on debt, and if you actually have, you know, actually real tangible assets instead, and and you're not just borrowing, you're actually exactly contributing yeah. something. It's not, you know, that is how we did uh, how the two thousand eight um, housing crisis happened as well. You know, yeah, people got mortgages that. They couldn't handle that and uh and uh went under and I was not old enough to work, I was still in middle school when it happened. Yeah. So
1: don't say, so don't write a check you can't cash.
0: Yeah. Right? Exactly. <laughs> it's
1: very yeah. simple. We just need to go back in history, don't write a Check you can't cash. Yeah.
0: So other than this thing on economics, what exactly drew you to art?
1: Oh. Because I couldn't, okay, so first of all, I'm, I said, I have no education, everything is self-taught, I'm not a financial advisor at all, but I'm seeing, I'm just seeing these patterns, and I'm looking from the human centric way of, my, my thing was, because I couldn't fit in, I had to go and create art, and what, what I found through my years in the arts, uh, it's, it's a blueprint how humanity can be, it's, it's like, Hey, we gotta do a theater play. Oh, we don't have a guy that does that. Let's put a girl in it. Uh, a race is irrelevant. You it's all about the, the piece. You know, we're making this piece. It's like a symphony orchestra. You can have the best conductor, the best first violinist. But if <laughs> if the guy doesn't turn on the light, there is no orchestra. If the curtain doesn't open, there's no orchestra. So it is a teamwork, always the teamwork. It's not a hierarchy. You know, I mean they, there's a hierarchy in salary, but but there is no hierarchy because the, the conductor cannot say, Oh, I told you, do this right. That, 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 that he has to work with the violinist, with the oboist, and with everybody to make it work. In hierarchy, in the in, in you know, the C level of of, of people, uh, of companies, they don't even know if the guy on the bottom doesn't glue the sole on the shoe. It gets gets exchanged like a cog on the wheel. And the perception of this is in in art, nobody is replaceable in 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 the system of uh, companies, you're exchangeable. It's you are one of eight billion, and I can exchange you tomorrow with the same skill set, I just exchange you versus and which is not true. You know that, right? Because you have never met the same person, right? But still, the 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 attitude of that that you are uh, cog on the wheel uh, is false. So when I when I couldn't fit in at all, right? I couldn't learn how to be system adapt. The arts community always helped me, and also, I mean, it started with when I was an adolescent, and you know how many kids there are; they want to kill themselves, and then they see a movie or listen to some music or or you know, have some uh, artistic experience and they can relate because it's not systemic. It's it's like, it it's, it's a human centric experience. And that's what's for me. And then also seeing for me, the self-esteem. I mean, you, you probably figured out, I have a lot of self-esteem. How can I have self-esteem with not being system relevant? I did, you know, I, I did almost 300 guest appearances within a year. People want to hear, so what the hell is going on with this guy? This guy is not, is not uh, uh, educated, but we can all relate to him, you know? So, because, yeah. and and I, I can relate, I had to relate to humans because I couldn't be, you know, the, the, the teacher's pet. I couldn't be the jock in the, in the team. I just had to uh, rely on myself and, and in this case, what I found out now is our achievements in uh, over time, achievements that don't matter, results and fame and success and li- likes, thats matters. And so yeah. it's not you made a podcast. Nobody knows how much work it's to get a, get a podcast going. Oh, Adam, sorry. You're not number one. You don't have fifteen thousand followers. Oh, you don't sell advertising like Joe Rogan. Yeah, but that uh, uh, when you say something like that, you also need to be aware that only one percent of podcasters make ninety nine percent of the revenue that podcasts bring in. Not everybody is Joe Rogan, and systems promote. You know, they are superstars. They're not going to promote the guy that doesn't do anything. They promote doing the superstar. So we're all in a in a lack again because we're perceiving, oh my God, the world is good. I'm screwed up. I'm not good enough. I cannot make money. And everybody pretends to be, you know, f- making selfie, making uh your moments and and posting that. And so you think everybody has the greatest life. Go ahead. I'm um, sorry. I, okay. You triggered uh, me. Well, you well, triggered I mean-
0: me, Adam. Well, there there's always a struggle to everything. And I wasn't necessarily a jock, but I but in high school I definitely I and I wasn't the teacher's pet, but I had really good grades of like I think I finished with like a three seven. Like I was I was good. I had my struggles in certain classes, but it it's going through the struggle of getting to that next point. Um when it comes to selling, you go your, your first goal as an entrepreneur is to go from zero to one. What is going to sell that one thing? And, and you have to put out your ideas. you have to put out your content. and it, And yes, you know everyone starts at zero. But once you make that first sale, it's life-changing. Uh, when I sold um, my first audiobook, uh, it went out to the market places people and and people were wanted to know what the um wanted an audiobook on chess i delivered it and and uh people gave it a shot they used their credit and uh and their ratings and i had people go to bat for me so so that also helps as well um yes so do you mind talking about your podcast um and and i still don't understand how a 30 second podcast works exactly okay
1: so because i'm neurodiverse extremely everything takes longer so when i have to fill out a form on online it says you have 30, 2 minutes it freaks me out i'm i'm, I'm get lost i need more time because neurodiverse people need just more time to comprehend but once they comprehend they're better than anybody else but to comprehend, you need that time. Execution of editing, even though I am I know editing, I, I, I co-produced with Robert Evans, so I know the whole process, but in order to do it right, it takes a long time for me, like five times as long as yours. So I said, how can I, and also I wanted to mentor, I wanted to mentor people, artists, because I think the artist mentorship is gone. And I thought, what, and it came all together, you know, you one day you wake up and say, oh, there it is. And I say, okay, I, I cannot do it long. You are better interviewing me than I would be interviewing you because I would screw up already in the preparation. So, and I know my weakness, you know, and I know it. And it's, it's okay because I'm one of 8 billion and you are one of of 8 billion. And somehow we help each other out. And I I thought this, okay. And then I start, you know, condensing and I'm good in condensing, uh, you know, I'm I'm contextual thinker, and I'm good in condensing content. So so what is the gist of that? And I'm, I always look from the human-centric, uh, not from the system-centric side. Because system-centric side, you can read everywhere. So it's the human-centric side that interests me. It's also, in my last book, I was so fr- uh, upset that 97% to 99% of artists worldwide uh, are on the poverty level and I said, uh, you know, why is that? And so I dove into that and I realized that we look at the art product as a product, like a bicycle. And really what the magic is, is that process, which you know, from your podcast it's doing, it's not having the episode out. That's nice. And getting ratings is the icing on the cake and getting accolades is the icing on the cake, getting a sponsor is even more. But in generally, the the awareness that you gave, the wisdom of creating something, like you say, the first sale, right, the creating the first sale, creating an episode, the first episode, they can say it's your best podcast in the world or it's the worst podcast, but they cannot take away that you did a podcast. And today, nobody looks at that you did it. And that gives you self-esteem. And that's why I say 30 seconds. It's 30 seconds is one quote and one question about creating. Because creating is this first superpower that we have as humans, the inherent superpower. We are uh, collaborative uh, creator animals by nature.
0: Of course. Of course. And, And how many of these people that are just bringing us down haven't even started yet? I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's easy to to judge. <laughs> I mean, like, it, it, but then again, and and yet, it is a struggle to market your stuff. It's it's not easy to do that, and and different things require different audiences, mm-hmm. and you just have to know how, um, good copy, and and just putting this out there as well, and. And sometimes it's also giving a little sample of your work too, or just putting yes. something out for free.
1: You must do it free because you don't. Nobody. If I don't know you, you know, I have to say, "Hey, Adam. My name is Michael. I'm coming from Austria. I have to give you so that you can actually start to dance in a dialogue, which is the second superpower, and you adapt to it." You know, because how can somebody adapt to you, uh, when when uh, uh, when he has nothing, he has nothing to hold on to? So you need like when like you ask me, you know, where you're from, what's what's your story? So you ask me, I give to start a dance with you, and the same thing is when you create a podcast or create a product or a service, you gotta give out and say what is the unique part of it, and see that I do a lot of work with education too. So, because I didn't have one. So my perspective is really interesting, you know? So I say, uh, for example, uh, you know, in in, in this world of uh, internet and and the world we are living now, we have, it's all about attention. But if I say, if I go to a girl and I blow myself up and say, look at me, blah, blah. So that's the natural human-centric attention. What do I want? Connect? Not particularly sexual, but I, I want I want to connect with that person, or I'm I'm showing off to be all all you know. And you have that in nature too, right? You have that. That's a natural thing, but you want to connect. That's the intent. So all we do is getting attention and never connecting, or very rarely. So that's that's uh, uh, again a lack, a lack of fulfillment because human centric it's all about fulfillment and the fulfillment is in the creation of something and the success is of that you put it out there but you have no power over it i mean you can do it good or better but really you don't have the the, the power i mean rick rubin wrote this in his book uh uh and and he's 100 percent right because i'm working very parallel with him on the creation process really starting the creation process because we totally deny that we are a collaborative uh uh creator animal, we totally deny that we just want
0: success i mean we all we all want success and and it yeah. and sometimes it takes longer than others, and I'm just yeah. and and I have this weird goal to sell three million audiobooks in my lifetime and and i think and I don't know how I'm gonna do it exactly, but uh. I'm gonna find a way as uh, is well okay. I'm gonna okay, there's that. Um so you wrote um five books. Uh six six my six is coming out now. Oh your six is coming out. Uh uh-huh. so so what made you wanna write a book on art exactly?
1: Uh, so the first five are are art related books. The first is a is a screenplay when I worked with Robert. I I want to do my own, which I actually got into pre production at Paramount. So uh, so uh, but then he passed away. So I I I the second one was I did three hundred paintings in three days. It uh, the the third is how to hang art in place. on the other one was a uh, German uh, in German uh about uh, art uh, observation and the fifth one was smart of art which is basically about the creation process the separation of creation process and the product art product and it focuses on the logistics of creation not of the art product and what got me into it my upbringing i told you was my savior how could i not I had no other idea, no other knowledge of anything. And for me, writing a book, I told you I'm slow because I'm, you know, I'm slower than other people because I'm neurodiverse. Uh, I, that was my education. Writing book is basically, and I found, and I talked to a lot of artists, uh, uh, authors, and they all agree with me. It's about them finding out something, about them Learning anything about themselves, that interest of them, just to or sort things out. You know, I think it's it helps you to th- th- uh, to sort out thoughts. I think it's it, it helps you to, and, and in that th- sorting, you get the revelations. All of a sudden, you see, oh my god, this this fits to this. Oh, I didn't know that. Boom, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know how much this is going to matter, but, but I'm also on the spectrum. And, uh, and I was just, you know, finding my stride with, with this, with, with the hockey podcast. And, and, and you do have to branch out at times to find what you're really into. So, but,
1: but the spectrum, but the spectrum doesn't, you know, see, this is so funny. Because we are so courageous, the people on the spectrum are so courageous. Because everybody, I, I, I talked to somebody that had cerebral, uh, uh, bo- uh, what is it called, cerebral palsy. And that was the one of the greatest interviews I ever did. And systemically, this guy shouldn't be on a podcast. Like you and me shouldn't be on a podcast, you see? That's why I say in nature, that's why I separate, you know, in nature, your existence is the proof that you're worthy because nature doesn't make mistakes. You wouldn't be, there's not a million elephants, too many in nature. It's always balanced. There's always, so when you have the honor to be alive, that is your proof that you're worthy to, so that doesn't mean you're system relevant. You have to figure out how your human centric worthiness first, and then say, okay, I see that. Because you can figure it out through system relevance too, but it's harder. For me, it was impossible. But look what it got me. It, it, yeah, I hit the wall, but but I have, I'm so fulfilled right now. You know, even talking to you, it, it's such a joy and fulfillment. It's not like, oh, I'm successful because Adam says I'm the greatest. No, no, it's about a dance that I have with you. And there's two people that shouldn't even talk. And
0: we are talking. <laughs> oh, there's, there's that. Ah, uh, um, is there a specific uh style you like to focus on with your art? Just curious.
1: Whatever touches me. It's like, you know, every human is a part of me. You know, it's not that I, I just so if I, I'm not doing opera. You know, I'm not an opera specialist, and I like opera, but it's not my favorite. Uh, I like country western. It's not my favorite, so so I have you know shadings of what I like, but I'm very widespread. Like I'm in humans. I'm I'm not looking at a woman because she's a woman. I look at her as a human. I, I look at any race or any. I, I even don't even look as a, in at kid ki, when I look at kids. I don't look at the oh, it's a little child. I have to ah, hi, little baby. I'm talking to to the kid normal and I find that kids, when you talk normal to them that that is they love it that all of a sudden you see a side that you would never have seen if you talk down to them and um you know and and, and I think uh, color is important for me you asked me I try to answer the the question that you asked me color is is very important for me design the aesthetics of and I'm a minimalist. I'm not a I'm not a guy that likes a lot of layers on something. But I'm I'm kind of a, a, a minimal. I like uh saying the most with with little, like my 30 second podcast.
0: Yeah, and and like in baseball, um, one moment can make the difference exactly. as well. Or um you're in Austria, um, you watch hockey, right? Do you want a little to- bit?
1: Not much, not much.
0: Okay, a lot much. You know, it's that one move that can make a difference on the ice, sort of thing, or on
1: the basketball. I think everywhere it's that one move that you do instinct And the funny is that's why are these the best sport, sports guys are so relaxed on the court because they allow their body to react to the action versus dictating the action. When you look at uh, um, uh, I don't know if you've seen that picture where Dennis Rodman is horizontal. hes He doesn't care if he falls down on the court. He's catching the ball in a horizontal. He's literally horizontal to the floor. Fully stretched. And when you see that, you know this guy doesn't try to manipulate or control. He's just going with the flow where, where the stuff is. And those magical moments and especially people on the spectrum, we learn that preparation is really bad for us. <laughs> we are better in the moment and dancing in the moment with people, uh, than, than being all prepared, you know?
0: Yeah. And, and even though I typed up some questions, so I wouldn't get off base here, I'm still, yeah. we're still going into sports. We went into yeah. economics. We, we, and and I didn't prepare for that. I'm just still going with the flow on this. Yes. So Mind maps
1: work better for us. Mind maps yeah. work better for us than than writing it all out. You know.
0: Yeah, but but it is still a guide, and I'm still referring to them as well. Um, now, yeah. what would you say for those who want to get started in art? Um, any advice there? Yeah.
1: First of all, I think I and I not tell that over and over. Art is an inherent superpower. We are self-aware, and this is my thesis, right? We're, we have to be self-aware because we are collaborative, creator animal. Meaning, I'm gonna f- cut a tree down. Now, an elephant, if he needs to cut a tree down, it does, does it out of instinct. If the ant does something, it does it out of the instinct. It doesn't need to, uh, to uh, remember steps. Collaborate with other; it's all in their DNA-driven. We have to collaborate with each other because we can create not something from nature, but something that comes out of us. And in that, we have to be self-aware. And then to collaborate. So if we cut down five trees and make a house out of it, we can replicate that. We can learn from that experience, and that's why we are self-aware. So everybody sets the table setting differently. Your grandmother, your mother, your sister, you, everybody has some way of setting. You're making creative decisions all the time. So the people that say, I am not an artist, looking at art from the art product and say, if I'm not Michelangelo, I'm not calling myself an artist. And it's so bad, Adam, I can't tell you. I know very established artists, they have a hard time calling themselves artists. Because it's not up to them to decide that it's the society as a system saying, oh, you sold this for $500,000. You are an artist. But it has really no meaning to it. It's just that people respond to that. Um, You know, uh, you're an artist because you're creating something. And I would start with anything. I would just try out. If somebody wants to start with art, that's what's your question. Take a pen, paper. Take food, make a good good salad or something, and and coming out for fuel and just. I do this because artists do this usually. I have five items in the fridge, I have to make something out of that thing, and it is such a pleasure, to say, how can I make something that I would like out of five pieces in the in the fridge. You know, some sometimes three things. You you there's a such a satisfaction of the creation you're never bored when you look at life as as what you can and and watch yourself what you're choosing why did you choose a green towel versus a white towel why you you know there's so many questions and answers in it it it, it is very it makes you it, it brings a lot of color to your life and awareness too and all my awareness uh you know six books is coming from art creation and studying the art creation not the art product i've not much i have good knowledge of it, not not like anybody that has a masters of fine art you know uh, about the products art products you know
0: yeah yeah i mean building this you know building it up you know you're not gonna you know we're not we don't start at the that's not how i wanted to phrase it you, we're not all going to be the same out of the get-go because we're just going to some of us might excel at sports um a little easier school a little easier but but you know you'll find that edge as you go out into the world and find new adventures Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and you're one of one adam there is no normal there is no normal so anybody says here why are you not normal because there is no normal. Because then you are asking the system, government, or anybody, religion, what define normal? Then I can adapt to that. But there is no normal. And this is an assumption. You gotta be in the median to fit the religion, the politics, the political party, the sports team. But in really, you know, the the people that change the world are the people on the on the tips of the median outside of the median those are the people that change the world and not because they're better because they're different and they are not they're not like worker bees they're working hard but they're not worker bees they're not adapting to a system and can just adapt and do do it do their system work
0: yeah and and that's why you know it's entrepreneurs that are going to change the world it's not going to be um you know, clerical guys, it's not going to be, um, you know, necessarily even a software engineer and, uh, anyone who works in software, you know, you're, you're intelligent, but, but you're still, you're still not going to be, uh, you're not going to be the innovator because you're not in, you're not carving your own path to be that entrepreneur, unless you're working a side hustle or something, you're not. Going, you're not going to make any change, innovation. but but you're going to be, innovation. but you can be very effective for your company. But but if you yeah. want to make change, you know, be an entrepreneur and start something new, yeah. and and uh, then you'll change the world.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Adam. Absolutely, absolutely. I I can't because you work in if you work in the system, you work in a box. This is our culture. This is what we expect. This is what we require. There's a goal. And that's it. When you're an entrepreneur, you're going outside of the box. You're trying new things out, new thoughts. Okay. What is I, if I think that differently, what is, if I think I'm going to build a car for, that doesn't work on gas, you know, uh, What is if I and today I would think, what is if I build a car that doesn't work on electricity and gas? You know, what is if if I have, you know, it's, it's the thoughts that break out of the box and not confirming the box.
0: Yeah. And 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 I do think, um, and here's another question for you Do you think we will get to a point where? Most people are an entrepreneur in some way. Now I recognize there's probably gonna to have to be some, some people that are gonna to need to work a 40 hour week or a nine to five and as well. But are we gonna see a shift going back to the entrepreneur? Do you think do you think yes. about that?
1: Yes. My answer is yes, because AI, if we have the awareness, if we get the awareness. That with the computer, our output is going to be, was, is eight times. So now with the cell phone and the computer, which is the same, it's just a computer, we are, you know, our one, on a one person, Adam, before computers and cell phone, was eight times less output. Now you're eight times more output. AI is going to make you a perfect creator animal, a perfect uh, worker bee. The output will be less mistakes, better, smoother, more efficient, but it will be also more. And see that when we can comprehend that, that not to say, okay, all I need to do, I need to just take the money from the bank because AI is going to do everything for me. It's, it's, do you have more, eight times more money since you have a computer? Do you have eight times more time? You have less time and less money. So 60% of Americans live paycheck by paycheck. So when AI comes, we will be even better worker animals, but there will be less worker animals needed. And that stresses people out. And we have to literally force ourselves uh, uh, to be more innovative, which we have in us, you know, it, you, 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 you handled it. I handled it. We have it in us, but now we are forced. We cannot rely and say, I got my job. This job is going to last forever. You know, and then I go into pension and whatever that doesn't work. That is an old concept. It, yeah. And that's why you need to fulfill yourself. You, you need to be, you need to have a work in order to work a lot, And do not exhaust yourself. You need to love what you do. And that you can only find by finding what is my uniqueness. And it's not the question if you're good enough. That's never the question. It's what is my uniqueness. You are worthy by your existence that you have life. It is up to you not to do a right job, but to find out what's your uniqueness. Why are you good at it? How did you find yourself? And all of a sudden you have a podcast. Why am I a podcast guest for almost 300 uh, in a year, 300 uh, uh, interviews all over the world? Because we went to the thing of finding ourselves. And, and, and we couldn't just say, I'm going to read 15 books on podcasting, and then I'm going to be the podcaster. That doesn't work for us.
0: It, it, and it certainly didn't work for me. I mean, uh, I took a yeah. podcasting course from my mentor. But yeah, but honestly, it was just me getting out, finding people to interview, interviewing my friends, yeah. and and then guess what? You begin to get somewhere. And yeah. and I've interviewed the man that has painted the mask of Ed Belfour, And uh Ed Belfour's was an NHL goalie uh who won yeah. the Stanley Cup with the stars, the Dallas Stars. And and it's like I wouldn't have been able to do that had I not been tinkering around finding people on online and then just bringing him on and and it was an honor to do that I think because Absolutely. he is he was might be the highest profile person I've ever interviewed, and I'm grateful for that and 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 you have to just poke around as well and you're going to make mistakes, but you can learn from them and and you can uh Create something great like this wonderful podcast.
1: Yeah, like I said, the, you know, the neurodiversity is 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 it, it, you know we have a lot of things. We try a lot of things because we we are deemed by the system and say there's something wrong with you guys, but there is really nothing wrong with you. We're just specifically different and have to find our way. But what it is is because they look at my resume and they say, "Are you crazy? what you did so many things." Yeah, but that that is experience and that's wisdom and that's awareness of what it is. Like you have a different awareness now having this guy on with the mask. You having you a different person because you experienced. I'd never thought I could get that and I got it and I did it and I, I'm still alive. I didn't die when when I did this. And 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 that is an experience that I can't take away. I can say that's the shittiest podcast, Adam, or it's the best podcast. But I can't, I can't take away that you had that experience with that other human, the collaborative creator animal that you lived out. And I learn from you as much as you learn from me. I always see the other person as a reflection, and 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 social media can never give you that. I mean, I would rather obviously meet you in person. But this is the next best, next, next best thing. And and people love podcasts. You know why? Why? Because of the natural, they have their five, we have five senses that we can connect to everyone in this world. Eight billion people you can connect with your five senses. Art is the language. If you and I start singing now, everyone of the eight billion, unless they are deaf, can can understand what we're doing. If we draw a stick figure, Everybody on this planet can understand it. So we have six senses. I say the six senses the resonance if you resonate with somebody. We have six senses and we have a language that we we can communicate to the whole world, but we don't we we totally ignore it and say, oh no, no, you gotta get our dating app. You gotta get, you know, you gotta systemically be human. And this is where I think it breaks down. Because we should hone with technology our six senses. We should hone our awareness that we are creator animal and everybody can create. And in creating, you find yourself. That is the superpower number one. And that's why my podcast, I mean, that's why 36, this, the superpower number one is our creation. Because nothing makes you so aware about what your uniqueness is than creating. Nothing. There's nothing on this world.
0: Oh, and I think that is a great place to end this segment. Yeah. Okay, do you have anything you want to promote? Uh, just send
1: no, it. no, no, no. Just go on my website if you want to contact with me or talk to me or you know hire me or whatever. Michaelm.com, and I'm also an uh, advocate for neurodiversity. Uh, and um, yeah, the, it's a great. You know, I'm a part of Octopus Move, the o- Octopus Movement, which is worldwide all neurodiverse people and on the spectrum. Uh, uh, and uh, a great job with them you know they, they, they do a great job and it's not structured and all the 40 people come for 50 people 60 but they have about three thousand members of it come together and they talk to each other and it works it's better than any systemic zoom call
0: okay and uh your website will be in the description slash show notes yeah if you are yeah. a baseball fan people um uh, please check out Growing Baseball on audiobooks.com or wherever you get uh, that, uh, where you, wherever you get your audiobooks uh, as well. So, also, uh, you can search out my name on Audible and everything will pop up uh, of all the work I did there. So, there's that. And uh, please subscribe to the Substack via email so you can. Uh, stay up to date with all the episodes and get the episodes uh, in your inbox as well. All right. With that being said, uh, any last words, Michael, or are you good?
1: Thank you so much, Adam, to give me a uh, canvas to paint and uh, uh, we can do this any, any time again, if you need some, you want to dive into some specifics, uh, AI leadership, teamwork, uh, neurodiversity, uh, hospitality business, uh, any anything. Uh, so let's see if we have a have some feedback on this episode and uh, see what what happens.
0: All right, we'll see what happens with that with that. Everyone, take care. <laughs>